Answers. Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. Um, Today's guest is going to blow your minds. If you're anything like me, you feel like... You want to work out, you want to be great at your job, you want to be a great, well, I'm not a mom yet, but you want to be a great mom, you want to be a great friend, you want to be a great everything, and it's just sometimes you feel like you're failing. I always say that I feel like I, you know, there's sort of four areas for me. It's like clean house and super organized and all of that, or um, and working out and working and being a good friend, daughter, all of that. And I feel like I, or like dating too. And I can master three of them at all times. But that fourth, it's like if I'm doing well at three of them, I feel like one of them is always suffering. So our guest today is somebody who I've had the pleasure of meeting numerous times who seriously blows my mind. She's amazing. Samantha Edis. she's the author of Pie Life, which uh, is kind of funny because I like to think that I live a brownie life, (laughs) but this is in a completely different way. She's not a chef. She divides our lives into slices of pie. She's a seasoned entrepreneur. She's worked, get this, with Google, Target, General Mills, Yahoo, Twitter, and a ton of other companies you've definitely heard of. She's done more than 400 TV appearances. So as I said, I'm sure you guys have seen her. She's been on GMA Today Show, NBC Nightly News. She's done articles for Wall Street Journal, New York Times. You get it. I mean, this girl has been, or this woman has been everywhere. She's a contributor to Forbes and Today Show. And she went to Harvard Business School. So we know she's brilliant. She's hosted a nationally syndicated call-in radio show, and she just seriously is amazing. And part of the reason that I love her so much is she actually gives practical advice. You know how I'm always talking about, like, don't overwhelm and really, like, take the tidbits that I'm saying, but, like, the ones that really resonate with you? Because even things like, you know, we all know I don't love going to the gym. So I tell people to find fun in that. And just even dancing in your living room, like we talked about last week, can make all the difference in the world. Like that small change to be like, you're not a gym person, you don't work out, it's overwhelming to put on the workout clothes and go to the gym. Spend 20 minutes in your living room every day, like boogieing around to your favorite song, and you will actually see changes in your life. Well, that's the kind of stuff that Samantha... Edis has in store for us today. She is great with the practical advice instead of the cure-alls. So I am going to bring her on in a couple minutes. But first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my week. Um, Very briefly, though. So basically, I am in one of these modes where there's so much going on. I am trying so, so hard to organize the heck out of my house. And one of the things I'm going to be asking Samantha about is 
me and why it's so hard for me to let go of some things um, when I know that it's keeping me out of balance. Like, I have so much stuff around right now that I kind of wonder what's going up. But you know what? I really don't want to delay her anymore. So I am going to go ahead and welcome Samantha. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Devin? I'm fantastic. I am so excited that you are here. I normally feel like I have to prepare for these shows and really, you know, sit down and think about what to ask. And with you, it's like you are the that so many people need that are the piece to being able to get fit. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, I have, as I said, met Samantha a number of times, but I actually got to go and hear her speak recently at my entrepreneur's organization. And I literally was like, why am I not spending more time with this woman? So (laughs) as I said, I'm so glad you're here. And I would love you to jump right in and talk about your pie life (laughs) because it just so resonated with me when you were speaking to us at EO. Sure. So, you know, I grew up as a competitive tennis player, and so I did not have a normal childhood. I kind of had a job as a kid. I was I went to a rigorous school academically in high school, and so I was always going back and forth between my schoolwork and my tennis and my family and my friends, and I always felt like I had so much to balance and juggle. And as I built my career, when I graduated from business school, I was um, working, I had a personal branding firm for personality-driven brands. Now, at the time, it was 2001, so, you know, nobody knew what a personal brand was, whereas now everyone's (laughs) like, I'm a little bit like Delta and a little bit like Starbucks, you know, like everyone knows what it is, but then they didn't. But one of the things that struck me over time was that Everyone I work with, whether it was a CEO or an Olympic athlete or a celebrity, they all had an invisible brick wall that was holding them back. For some people, it was financial distress. For others, it was a relationship problem. For others, it might be, you know, something having to do with a, a health issue. But there was always something that held them back, and it was typically personal. And when I looked at all of the frameworks that we have for thinking about work and life, I realized that we're woefully underserved, right? We talk about really three different frameworks. We talk about work-life balance, but if you have a real career, you're not spending equal time at work and at home. I know you're not. There's no way, right? No. So you're kind of you set up for failure in that, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then we talk about talk about juggling, but nobody can do that. I mean, you can't have a conference call with like a pet or a baby in the room. It's not really possible. Um, And then we talk about having it all, but we can't point to anyone who does. So when I looked at all of the most fulfilled and successful people and what they had in common, what I realized is that they were involved in multiple areas of their life and they did it largely guilt-free. And then it brought me back to my childhood and how I'd always sort of organized life. When I was lying in bed at night as a kid, I would think about, how's my tennis going? How's my school going? How's my friends? How are boys? Like, those were kind of the categories I'd had at the time. But I realized that if we think of our life as a pie, and we all have, you know, sort of a fully baked pie today, it's not 10 pounds from now, or a relationship from now, or a new job from now, you probably have all the ingredients you need. You just need to shake up the recipe a bit. 
Huh. So that that was what I really sort of noticed. And so I put it together in this framework that was a pie, and I realized that the most fulfilled people had six or seven areas of their life that they spent time in. Huh. Okay. So I want to go through all of them, but first, before, I'm sure there's a lot of moms out there going, yeah, but because I know that especially moms have a tough time with this. And I was remiss not to say that I know that you are a rock star mom on top of it. So just to put that out there that uh, Samantha is not only extremely accomplished in business, she's also extremely accomplished as a mom and a wife and uh, all of that because as I said, before you jump into what the seven pieces are, I do want people to know that you are living this and that we actually can garner information from you. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I, and by the way, it's, it's, when you call me a rock star mom, I laugh because I think anyone who has kids knows that you never feel like that. You know, some days you might feel like a rock star and the next day you're like brought down to your knees and feel like the most pathetic mom on earth because we're constantly in, you know, this cycle of being overwhelmed. There's other people we're responsible for and they're, they have moods and they have needs and they have different things that you try your best to fill and then some days you're failing. Um, but I think that's what's so important is that we're not judging ourselves day by day. It's, it's what you're doing over time and are you doing your best in all these areas of your life? And we're always going to feel like there's something we're falling short in but part of the pilot philosophy is the idea that, you know, the messiest, the, the most delicious pies are not the store-bought perfect-looking ones. They're the yummy, delicious, gooey, dripping over the side ones. And if you picture your life looking like that, you'll be a lot happier and easier on yourself. I love that. I, I, I agree with you. Like, when I say rock star mom... What I really mean by that, because you're right, like nobody, I mean, I don't do my business even perfectly all the time, um, but one of the things that I did love, and we will jump back because I still do want to do the the entire, I want everybody to know what the pieces of the pie are, um, but you said something that I loved that when I become a mom, I am totally going to take forward, and you're probably going to be like, where is she going? Uh, but you were telling a story, and it happened to be the day, I think I told you I loved what you were wearing, I think that that's how it came up at the event when you were speaking and you're like, oh my God, I feel like I don't look good, but I put it on and you have a rule in your house <laughs> that you don't yes. allow. <laughs> Why don't you tell I'm it? I'm so passionate about this rule. So <laughs> when I became a mom and I have two daughters, I decided that my number one thing was I have to make them love their bodies at any size. And I have two daughters who are totally built differently. And as we all know, so much of our size is genetic. And my goal was that they would just love themselves at any size. And that's my mission as a mom is one of my primary missions. And the, the thing that I realized that could contribute to that self-love is making sure that they never saw me ever criticizing my own body or other people's bodies, but also that I would keep on this thing I put on the first thing in the morning. So we all have had the wardrobe crisis where like you said earlier, that like person in the video, you're putting something on, it looks like crap, you think, you look in the mirror, you don't feel good in it, and you're just throwing things around your closet, and by the time you finally put on what you deem an acceptable outfit, your closet looked like there's been a war zone. If anyone saw what really happened this morning, you would be mortified. 
And that happens to us all too often. And I was like, I really can't do that to my kids. I can't have them ever see me put on an outfit, look in the mirror, make a face at myself, and take it off. So I insist on keeping on the first thing that I put on my body in the morning. So that thing has to stay on. Like I am not allowing myself to ever have a wardrobe crisis in front of my kids. And there's literally, Devin, there's like been like one or two times I can think of in the last two years where I put on something and just had to take it off because it just didn't work. And uh-huh. I, I try really hard that my children are not around, but there's been a couple mornings where I like went down to breakfast in one outfit and then I come down in another. And thankfully, like, no one has noticed both those times, but I literally fret over it that much. I'm like, oh my gosh, will they notice I changed my outfit? What will that, what message will that send forgetting that like the other 360 days a year, I'm fine. You know what I mean? Right. No, it's funny. I mean, that is the gooiness that you talk about in pies, but I just, that story resonated with me so much because for so many years, like I honestly was almost afraid to have kids because I was like, I will mess them up like food wise. Um, like just because of my own neuroses and I'm, I'm actually now proud to say that I don't feel like, I mean, I do do that on occasion, but when I was 26 and weighed like 126 pounds and you know, was uh, like size two, I did that all the time and then didn't go out. And fortunately I can say I don't do that anymore. So, but I did really resonate with that. And I thought, wow, here's this woman who's in perfectly good shape who even needs to have that rule. So it made me feel really good. And I just, I really wanted you to share that because as yeah, I said, I you think. Know what? I will, I will say this to you is that when I was in college, I was, because I was a tennis player, when I was in college, the first two years, I was playing tennis all the time and I was playing number two singles at Harvard and one day I just woke up and I was like I just don't want to do this anymore I want to write for the paper I want to do all these other things and because I'm always playing tennis I can't do any of them and so I just quit tennis cold turkey and it it never occurred to me why all the people around me were on Stairmasters like I never related because I always had built-in tennis practice so suddenly like the three lucky charms bowls I was having every morning were just you know, sitting in my body without any sort of way of, of, you know, building up my fitness again. And so I gained 43 pounds in college. Oh my God. Yes. And like when we go back and I know the biggest loser is a part of your life because you were like, you know, on it for so many years. But when we go back to my college reunions, my husband always says that we're going into an episode of the biggest loser because the college friends, who I hadn't seen in 20 years, their last vision of me is as a 5'2 person who weighed more than 40 pounds more than I weigh today. And so when they see me, they look like they've seen this person who's lost 30% of their body weight. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. Not knowing that that was two years of my entire life, but it doesn't matter. What matters and what's amazing about the whole thing is that when (sighs) I look back, I thought I looked like hot shit. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word on a podcast, but anyway, I thought you I looked are. so great <laughs> when I was there. Like I literally was like, I, I just thought I looked great. And the only reason I did is because my parents never once my entire life said a word about my weight. When I ballooned up, they never said a word. When I was thinner, they never said a word. They never, ever told me I looked anything but beautiful. And I literally believed them. So it didn't matter if I was heavier, skinnier, it just never had any correlation with my self-esteem. Well, and I totally get that because, as I said, when I was, like, 15 pounds less than I am now, I felt 
horrible. Like I just did not feel pretty at all. And I mean, I was also like 20 years younger and now here I am at 46. I always say on a scale of me, it's not like I walk around being like, I'm so gorgeous, but on the scale of me in my life, like I feel more beautiful at 46, having had no work done whatsoever than I did like 15 pounds and, um, you know, 20 years aged, I guess. So I, it it really is a state of mind. Um, so we are needing to go to commercial break, but I'm so excited. We're going to jump back in right away. One, we're going to talk a tiny bit about tennis. Um, and two, (laughs) we're going to, uh, give everybody the pieces of the pie and help them start, uh, making their life a little more gooey and delicious. So stay tuned, everyone. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel channel. Tune in to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice. Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Welcome back, everyone. As you know, I'm here with Samantha Edis, who is a total rock star living the pie life. She was explaining that it's ooey and gooey when it's a good pie, and that's what life is supposed to be like. Uh, And she's going to break it down for us into the seven areas of the pie slices. But first, so Samantha and I were, I'm wondering if I don't have a ton of balance because... 
a lot of you know that I lost most of my weight playing tennis, and I always joke that it was actually a crush on a tennis pro that got me addicted to tennis, and I would literally go and play on a wall in my summer vacation town uh, because I thought he would see me and talk to me or whatever, and it was just this silly schoolgirl crush, but that was the first time I ever liked doing anything active, and like I dropped a lot of weight because of that. And I have seen Samantha a number of times and we're always, you know, our power woman, I guess we have our power woman work hats on because we didn't even realize that we both are such avid, or well, she was and uh, had that weight loss gain sort of tennis thing in common. Um, So Samantha, does this mean that uh, we're we're doing a little too much um, career chat or does it just mean that those are just the circles we've been in? I think it means that we just haven't spent enough time together because the times that we've met are always in giant group settings. So we just have these little conversations and not the (laughs) in-depth, you know, tell me everything about you conversation. Right. But I do, I do want to emphasize though, that, you know, I said that I had lost a ton of weight playing tennis. That is pretty much my only form of working out these days beyond like walking with friends, you know, like walking on business meetings, things like that to, to add to my pie life so I can fit everything in. And, um, and then Samantha gained weight when she stopped playing tennis. So if people haven't tried tennis, it might be a good, <laughs> a good thing to try. Well, I always love exercise that you don't really notice you're exercising. Like now I go on long walks with friends because I feel like then I can like sort of check off the friend slice and also check off the you know exercise slice at the same time so I'm always trying to like blend my slices when I can right well and that's sort of I already got that envision of me doing that but let's go ahead and tell everybody what the slices are so okay so, so I've worked with at this point thousands of women and what I noticed is that We as women especially, and this happens to some men too, but women have more of a perfectionist, good girl complex, I would say. And so what we tend to do is we think, okay, if I'm only focused on my health and my work, I will be able to do those things really well. Or if I just quit my job and just focus on being a mom, I'll be the best mom ever. And at the end of the day, that makes you a worse mom. It makes you worse at your relationships. It makes you worse at work when you're only focused on work because the healthiest people are those that are involved in six or seven areas of life. And those areas are their health, their friends, their relationship or the time they spent finding one, their community, their hobbies, their career, and their family or their kids. And what I noticed over and over is that, you know, the busiest women are the ones that are also going for the the mom's night out or, you know, the busiest among us are those that are still making time for going on date night. And it's really, really critical that we realize that we're put on this earth not just to, you know, get through the day. We're put on this earth to thrive. And so the way that you will probably thrive the most is by enjoying your life and doing things that are fulfilling to you. And when you cut off certain slices of your life, you end up depriving yourself of the joy of the other. Okay, I am sure that people have a one big, I can just hear everybody going, how? (laughs) So, (laughs) you know that's happening at home right now. I mean, it's that you get more accomplished in a day than anyone can ever imagine accomplishing. Like, one of the things that they always say is, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. So, I will literally get home from a business trip, or I've been gone for three days, 
Uh-huh. And that next day, I'll make sure I'm picking up my kids at school. I'm taking them to school. And in the middle of that day, I'm also having coffee with a friend. And two days later, I'm going on date night with my husband. Like, I am not, you know, stopping living my life because I was gone. Um, I, I think it's so important that we just figure out our own way of fitting it all in. And one of the things I, I notice also is that we, we're terrible at managing our time. So, you know, it's, we sometimes will prioritize staying home and doing laundry or doing the dishes over going out with someone because you have a really dirty home. But, like, I would rather you have a really messy home and a really fun life. <laughs> so, it's I, like, you know, what are the priorities? And there's, if, you, if, you're, if you have kids, then there's people watching you. And if they're watching you just survive each day and never having fun, then you're depriving them of a gift, too. You know, I see a lot of working moms especially who will say, oh, my gosh, I couldn't go out on date night or I can't go out with my friends because I should be spending every moment I'm home with my kids. But you need an adult night out just like a car needs gas. Like, that's your fuel. So a lot of us end up forgetting that when people are watching us, whether it's our teens at work and they see us not having a personal life or our kids at home and they don't see us having a personal life, that's what they're learning from and that's what they see as the model for how you get it done. And that's probably not the way you want them living their lives. So we're all, you know. No, go ahead. No, we're all more productive when we're happier. So what is going to be that happy recipe? It's so funny that you say that because everybody knows I adore my mother. She's like my best friend. But the one thing she says sometimes that makes me crazy is when I am like bemoaning the fact that I haven't met my soulmate. Uh, well, actually, I do have a boyfriend now. But in in the past, when I've bemoaned, <laughs> um, basically, she's always like, you don't have time for a relationship. And I am all I always fire back with, I don't have time not to have a relationship Because I feel like that to me, like I'm happy all the time, but I'm more content when I'm in a relationship and feel like I'm growing with someone. And when you go out, like I, like I'm fed by that. Like my soul is fed and the affection, like it's a base biological need that you need affection. So when I'm not in one, like I'm a person who's always striving. So I'm like trying to do apps or I'm trying to do this or I'm trying to do that. Or I end up on the wrong TV show. (laughs) hoping that the message will get out there so my soulmate will find me or whatever. And I feel like I waste (laughs) so much time, I know. (laughs) And um, I waste so much time and I never feel fulfilled. And But when I'm in a relationship, I feel like, oh my God, I'm going to see Aaron. I want to, like, you know, get all this stuff done. And I do find myself, you know, getting more done. And plus, well, I also laughed out loud. You heard me when you said it's okay if your house is messy because as I said, I feel like that is when I'm in a great relationship and I'm working out and, you know, I'm, my fitness is on and my work is sailing, like my house is a little messy. <laughs> <laughs> and that just doesn't matter. Yeah. I guess sometimes I secretly, like, when people, you know, have kids and they're like, oh, you know, the kids. And I'm like, I wish I could be like, oh, the kids. <laughs> it's me. I mean, I'm making it sound like I'm like this crazy hoarder awful. I'm not. I mean, when I say that to people and they come in my house, they're like, this is pretty neat. But it's it's just my yeah. office, actually. It gets out of and control. And you know what? That's the thing is that there's something that's always going to have to give, right? You're not going to be able to uh-huh. perform in all of those different areas at your best all the time. And so that's really what it is. It's like just letting up on ourselves and stopping the guilt. And, you know, when your mom's saying you don't have time for a relationship, that's complete BS. I agree with you. Because the bottom line is we are all happiest 
am fulfilled when we have someone to share our life with. So, you know, when I was single, I was a young divorcee. I got divorced when I was 30. And then I, my sister-in-law told me the story about how her sister had gone on 20 blind dates to meet her soulmate. So being the naive person I am, I went on 20 blind dates really <laughs> fast. And number 20, it really didn't matter who walked in the door. She was clearly going to be my husband. <laughs> so I went out with this guy who was definitely not, he was way too negative for me. Not anything about him was right for me. But I, I pursue this with, like, I'm a very goal-oriented person. He was going to become my husband. So, sure enough, within six months, we got engaged. And oh. just a few months later, he basically had a complete emotional breakdown. I would, like, come home from work, and he was, like, on the floor in the corner crying. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is seriously my worst nightmare. But I was determined to make it work because I was like, I can't be the 30-year-old with the broken engagement and the divorce under me. Like, who's going to ever oh, want oh me again? So I finally broke off my engagement, at which point I was like, okay, there's literally no one in the earth who can bring me home to their mother because I'm this, like, 31-year-old who has a broken engagement and a divorce. Anyway, I then decided I was going to find my soulmate. I was like, it's not too late. I went to therapy. I was like, I can still find my soulmate. And at the time, I mean, now 31 seems like the youngest thing in the world, but at the time it just seemed like it wasn't. And I just, I basically had a spreadsheet, and I went about finding my husband, the way some people find a job. Like, I worked my tail off at it. So the one thing I would say about what your mom said is that you do have to, you know, spend time doing it, Uh you know, going on apps and finding that person and going on websites. But I do think that, you know, if, if you prioritize it, you will find that person. And so it's just an interesting thing. It's like, obviously, if we're in our office all day long and we're working all the time, you can't find anyone. So a lot of it is just exposing ourselves to all these different areas because if you're involved in your community and you're involved in your work and you're involved in your health, you're going to end up meeting tons of people. Well, it's it's funny that you say that because to be honest, like for so many years, I did want that and I was doing the apps. And in retrospect, like I was so busy working my career all the time. And even I mean, I wrote the Biggest Loser cookbooks in record time. Like when I tell people how quickly they're like, what? But I literally from eight in the morning until two in the morning for the period of time, which was like over summers, that I would write those books because they would decide what the topic was once the show started. And you know, from in the publishing world, like most people might not, but like the book, I have a book coming out in March that is, I had to hand in last March, the biggest loser books. Like I would find out about them in June and they were out in October. <laughs> so wow. and that was the editing process and all of that. So I just didn't have a life. And then I'm here like, I don't know why I'm not meeting my soulmate. And, you know, I was always like, Oh, when, when my career takes off, I'll just be like Katie Brown. I don't know if people know Katie Brown, but yeah, she wound I, up, Katie Brown is. I know. Her yeah. Again. So she, she wound up marrying a, um, I guess like the head of E network and um, I was just like, I'll just be like Katie Brown. I'll be on an appearance and poof, I'll get married. <laughs> and, um, and so that, you know, it wasn't until I was close to 40 that I even really was like, whoa, you know, even, even though I was always someone when I had a boyfriend, I would make time for him. I would always be like, well, Biggest Loser Cookbook came along. I'm not going to like not do it for an imaginary boyfriend, but in the process of that, like didn't realize that I was actually closing those doors, shutting down pieces of the pie and then wondering like, 
but I'm nice and I'm, you know, not that ugly and blah, 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 blah. Like really, I can't meet anybody. And, um, and in recent years, you know, it's been more of a timing thing in many cases, but. And um, isn't it so funny, by the way, I'm just listening to you. I'm thinking to myself, like, and everyone who's probably listening right now is like, not that ugly. Like she's beautiful. She's all this stuff going on, but we do convince ourselves that the reason we're not finding someone is because of something about the way we look or how we talk or how we walk or whatever. And at the end of the day, it's literally our lifestyle. It's how we're living our life. Are we open to meeting someone or not? Because people of all different shapes and sizes and professions and races and everyone, if they want to find a soulmate, they do, right? It has nothing to do with that. And so it's all about... I honestly didn't really think it was a look thing. It was, I mean, that was more of a joke, like. No, but, but it, I mean, I'm all, but I'm also listening to you. It's like, it's, but right. it, it, at the end of the day, what you found out is the truth, which is what most people don't realize is that okay. it's all about exposing yourself to things. And when you're holed up in your house writing a cookbook from like 6 a.m. to, you know, 2 a.m., how in the world <laughs> yeah. would you ever meet someone? Like, it makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. Yeah, and there were years that I joked, like, unless somebody actually drove their car into my house by accident, like, you know, I lived on a corner and there were a lot of accidents, I'm like, unless that happens, (laughs) I'm like, I'm not meeting my soul, like, I would never have met my soulmate then, (laughs) so, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people also are like, they feel so bad about being online, and I always say to them, like, I think it's something like more than half of marriages right now are from people who've met online. Um, but even that takes time curating the people and, you know, making time for those conversations. Well, right. And that is the part that, you know, um, that people don't realize when you're doing that. It It is a ton of time. I mean, it yeah. sounds fun maybe if you've been in a marriage and you're a little discontent but or a lot discontent. But let me tell you, <laughs> the pictures you have to go through and the things you see, you're like, whoa. <laughs> right, right. Full time. It's a it's a part time job, I guess. So, if there are moms at home who are struggling with their weight and they're full time moms, like what steps would you recommend to maybe consider getting back in the workforce, or like how do you, if someone's just feeling really overwhelmed, and then you come in and tell them, oh, you're just not doing it all. Um, I'm sure they feel even more overwhelmed. Like, how do you get started with people? This is what, I, and I'm going to give you a minute to think about that because um, we are going to be going to, to into break in a couple minutes here. But I just would really love to explore that because, as I said, I, I really think that um, there's people who are already overwhelmed and us being like, oh, just do more uh, might have them, um, you know, screeching. So, when oh, I we can't come, wait to answer this one. Yes. <laughs> I bet. So when we come back, and that is going to be the topic. Uh, so everybody stay tuned because this is going to get good. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. What is the real social impact that those in the entertainment industry are making? Indie Vision Radio with host Scott C. Brown, the founder of the Indie Vision Project and Maxit Magazine, is a personal conversation about their work in the industry and the impact they're having on humanity. From world health to world peace, you're given a true behind-the-scenes look at what those working in the indie realm are doing to make a positive influence on the world. On the Influencers Channel, tune in to Indie Vision Radio, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America. 
If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. The Greg Reed Show takes you behind the scenes with some of the most successful entrepreneurs and influencers the world has to offer. Greg S. Reed is known as a master storyteller and a highly sought-after motivational keynote speaker. You'll learn that successes have their downsides and challenges as well. Find out how Greg and his guests have overcome these challenges to become some of the top influencers today. Listen to The Greg Reed Show, Mondays at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Welcome back. I'm here with Samantha Addis, who is all about the pie life and telling us how to have it all by having balance and uh, really living that life, as she put it, the best pies are the gooey ones that sometimes drip over and sometimes look a little messy. Uh, so she was just about to tell us, for those of us who are already feeling overwhelmed and not living every bit of the pie to the fullest or the pie life to the fullest, how you begin to start doing that. So one of the things, Devin, that you mentioned, I think, is that we were taking a mom who's a stay-at-home mom who's overweight, you said, uh-huh. I'm happy or with struggling, her weight. you know, in her mind, you know, just feeling yes. not fit, like beating herself up. Yes, that mom. Okay. So I would focus away from the weight. Like I know in my life the times that I've spent time thinking I was heavy and I needed to lose the weight are the times the weight never came off, right? So if you're happy in other areas of your life, you're usually less focused on what you're eating. That's what I have found with the women I've worked with. Yes, so yes, 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 yes. that? Right? Yeah, no, it's true. When I start working with my private clients, it's I, I do the exact same thing. I don't have it in seven yummy pieces of pie, um, although I am going to start adapting that. But it's true. Like you have to get to the bottom of where the passion is, like what's going to excite you. I always tell people to go if they don't know what excites them, go do charity and all different realms to figure out what it is. So yes, I don't want to interrupt you, but yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, like if you're in a relationship and you're having no sex, you're probably eating more. <laughs> like, it's like, true. I don't yeah. it, but like it's yeah. really true when women are in relationships where they're not feeling at all like sexy or they don't feel like wanted by their partners and they feel they end up eating more. So that's number one thing is look at your relationship. Is it giving you what you need? Sometimes if it isn't, you just end up really eating more and not being and not being motivated to get outside and take go for a hike or take walks or do fun things because you're a little bit depressed by that. So that's one thing. The second thing I would say is that we all are all goal oriented. So just because you suddenly have a child 
doesn't mean that you lose the need to have your own goals outside of that child. So when you're in high school, your goal might have been to do well in school so that you could get into the best college possible. Then you might go to college and your goal is to get the best job you can get. Then you, you know, somewhere along the way you want to get promoted. We don't suddenly have a baby and lose the ambition that's inside of us. That's still there. So sometimes when we're not fulfilling any of that and we have no goals that we're reaching, we have no goals that we're setting, we end up eating more and feeling bad about our bodies and focusing on our weight and our looks when we really should be focusing on our passion. What is it that's going to make you feel good again? And usually it's something completely outside of your kids. So you need that. And, you know, what I've heard a lot from mothers of teenagers or preteens is that their kids want to see their parents doing things because you're their role model. So a lot of times when we have young kids, I hear over and over from moms, oh, I feel too guilty going to work. My kid needs me. I think you should feel guilty not going to work because the daughters of stay-at-home moms earn 23% less as adults than daughters of working moms. And sons of stay-at-home moms end up having less egalitarian relationships as adults. So we're role modeling a life. And so the last thing you should feel guilty about is not working. You should, you know, one of your jobs as a role model is to lead a life you love. And it's really hard to love your life if you're only momming and not doing something outside of that. So it could be that you're running you know, this charity you love, or it could be that you are working in an office, but finding something that fulfills you is the most important thing. It's so true. And it's funny, uh, you know, I hear a lot of people say they're guilty taking the time to work out. And I feel the same way, you know, about what you just said. Like, I mean, not taking that time, not showing your children that that's such an important element of your life um, is scary to me. Um, And I know like when I have girlfriends who have babies, I mean, granted, I love kids, so I know not everybody does. But when my girlfriends are like, can I bring my baby on our walk? I'm like, yes, you know. So it's like whether it's finding those very close friends who love your baby as much as you do um, or, you know, I, I, you know what I mean? Love kids as much as you do. I guess nobody's going to love your baby as much as you do. But but like finding ways to work that in because. As I said, like now that I'm in the habit of working out, I can't imagine not in some way. And even if, you know, I'm blessed to become a mom, um, I will always make sure that that is part of it, whether it's through mommy and me classes or, you know, I see stroller classes in my neighborhood um, or making my girlfriends come with us and go for walks or whatever. But yeah. yeah, I think some of those things are so, so important and they set the child up for, you know, the right life. Right. Well, you're modeling a healthy lifestyle, right? And that's what we all want to achieve. And so, you know, no one raises their kids wanting them to have a life that they're not enjoying. But a lot of us are settling for lives we don't enjoy. And so, right. you know, your, your, your children are going to follow your actions more than your words. So it's about how can you start living a life that you really love. You only get one life. Let's enjoy it. Let's make the most of it. Um, so finding that fulfillment is really important. And I do think also we talk so much about happiness and we should spend all of our time talking about fulfillment because when you're fulfilled, you are happy, right? And so happiness is this really like ethereal concept that it's, it's just hard to 
to follow. I just want to raise kids that are happy. What does that even mean? But if you raise kids that are interested in the world and curious and doing lots of things and, and they feel fulfilled and they're seeing you live a fulfilling life, then they're more likely to lead one themselves. It's so true. And I really think that is how people juggle so much. Like we have a mutual friend, um, Kalika, who (laughs) I always look at her and she's, uh, she's the president of my um, entrepreneur organization right now, as you know, and she, her kids, I believe go to school with yours. And I think it's funny because in addition to volunteering to be the president of our organization, she has three companies, two beautiful daughters, and you two are the ones doing all the charity at your school. (laughs) And it just kind of cracks me up that you're able to do all that. So I'm wondering, I know that one of the things that you really suggest is ditching the guilt. How do you do that? And how do you bring your children into your life in a way that you can um, I guess, you know, have time with them and do all these other things. Well, one of the things I always say that, because I'll, I'll say to rooms full of women, like, how many of you have felt guilty in the last 24 hours? And almost everyone's hand is raised. And if I see that in a room of men, their hands are typically not raised. <laughs> and so, it's, it, you know, it's kind of like, why are we doing this to ourselves? And when you say to people, who wins when you feel guilty? you realize that nobody wins. So if I'm having lunch with you, Devin, and you're sitting there the whole time thinking, oh my gosh, I really should be working right now. I have this big project too. Then you're not present at lunch with me. And if right. you're home with your kids and you're saying, sitting there with your children and you're, you're, you're like, oh God, I really should have been at the hospital with my mom. She's really not doing well. And now I'm here. Maybe I've made the wrong choice. Then you're actually not even listening or engaging with your kids. So, so, or, you know, so often if we're at work and we're like, oh, gosh, I really should be home right now with my child, you're not present where you are. So the biggest barrier to being present is not how much you're meditating or how much yoga you're doing. It's right. literally the guilt. The guilt is the biggest barrier to being present. So huh. anytime you're feeling guilty, you're not present where you are. So one of the things is just to realize that if you're getting 100% when you are at work and you're getting 100% to your boyfriend when you're with him, then there's a lot less to feel guilty about. But the times we should be feeling guilty are when we're not present because that's not fair to the people we're with. Huh. So You know, that that is really, really interesting and so, so true because, I mean, people ask me sometimes how I do it all when they hear about the 14 projects. And the truth is, like, I don't think about other things. Like, I consciously won't um, think about other things when I'm somewhere and even I recently had a job in Loretto, Mexico and got to take a girlfriend with me as part of my compensation and she was like we're gonna take a vacation she's not even bringing bringing her computer and I was like wait what you go places without a computer and it was so funny because I was committed I'm like people do that you know (laughs) and I mean granted it was part of a work trip for me like I did have to do some cooking demos but a lot of it really wasn't like I was allowed to take golf lessons and do all these other things that I did and I did well like I was I was I brought that particular girlfriend um because she had really helped me through my car accident and just was just so lovely to me and I wanted to honor her and so I'm like I'm gonna do my best to be present and I she was like you have done such a good job like she was actually proud of me because she knows me um but the one thing I 
I will say is I had gotten like on the last day, like 24 hours before we were leaving, I got this email from an intern that kind of flipped me out. And, um, I thought she was quitting after I just trained her on all this stuff. And like, then it pushed me into this place and I had to work hard to stop thinking about that. And I honestly wasn't successful at it, but it just made me realize like how much better I'm getting at, you know, when I'm with you, I'm here. And, and like, that is so key. Yeah, and it's so hard to do. I mean, and then, you know, the other thing is just knowing that the only thing that that, that, that guilt does is it really hurts your health, it hurts your relationships, it hurts everything, and it doesn't help anything. So when I put together my book, The Pie Life, one of the things I did was I interviewed 100 women in all different fields from, you know, Sally Krawcheck, who is a top woman in Wall Street, to Shonda Rhimes, who's, you know, famous. Um, TV show producer and writer. And one of the things that these women had in common is they spent literally no time feeling guilty. I mean, they had very, very full lives and were unapologetic about it. And one of the things I've noticed um, as a mom, you can be the kind of mom that when you leave the house, your child's clinging to you and you're going, I'm so sorry, I have to go to work. Or you can be the mom who looks at your child and says, guess what I get to do at work today? I'm going to be solving this problem or I'm going to be doing X, Y, Z. And I bet you're going to have a great day and I can't wait for us to talk about our days at the end of them. And that child, you know, is going to be the one who's proud of you, who's engaged in your work. I mean, right now I have a new product. I have my first consumer product, which is a paper planner organizer. It's called the Pie Life planner. It's like a motivational planner. And I'm, yeah, and I'm so excited about it. It came out a week ago. We just started shipping it. And Oh, cool. um, Yeah, it's available on my website. And and one of the things that I've done this summer with my son, my girls are at sleepaway camp and my son is home with me and he's turning seven next month. He is obsessed with the planner and our sales. So every day when he comes over to camp, he's like, how many planners do we sell today? And he gets so excited. Um, and then like the other morning, we got a bunch of sales at night. And the next morning, we were eating breakfast before camp. And I was like, oh, by the way, buddy, we got four orders last night. He was you waited this long to tell me? Oh. <laughs> you were more excited than I could ever have imagined. And, you know, I noticed that over and over, that when you incorporate your kids into it, I mean, my, my daughter was four years old, and I didn't even notice she was oh, you were kind of listening to a conversation between my husband and I about my new logo at the time, and we were going on and on about it, and finally she just left the room. And she came back a half hour later, and she had drawn three designs that oh. she thought would make good logos. Oh, and, my you know, God. we realize, like, our kids are watching, they're listening, and they want to be involved. And I hear a lot of parents being like, I'm not going to talk about my work in front of my kids. And I agree, you don't want to be talking about work that's over their head. But find ways to engage them in it, and they will be so excited. Wow. Yes. I mean, obviously, like the a couple of my girlfriends have talked about, you know, they're really conscious not to be checking Facebook and not to do those things, except like once a day when that is their time. And then they say to their children, you know, I'm doing this. Um, but they're definitely present like most of the time. And, and I think that does play a big role. Um, we are going to have to wrap in a couple minutes. This isn't the last question yet, but I want you to have um, time to tell us like where we can get more information about you, how we buy your books, how we buy everything, your planner, um, before we <laughs> get cut off here. 
Yes, you can make my son very happy by ordering a planner, <laughs> which actually, um, our planners right now are for August 2017 through July 2018, because that's kind of the mind of a mom, and that's oh. how we organize our lives, and they okay. track everything from how many hours you slept the night before to how happy you are on a scale of one to five, basically like one crawling under the covers and five being, <sighs> you know, climb Mount Everest. And then it's for like what you're serving for dinner that night and then all of your goals and your to-do list and things like that. And then there's like fun quizzes, like the Cosmo quizzes we grew up with and those kinds of things. Um, oh, and then fun. a place to put your pilot vision. So anyway, so all of that is available at com. There is a whole section for planners. Our 2018 January to December planner. Um, you know what, will you say that again? I think for some reason it was difficult to understand and I just want to make sure people heard you. Sure. So our planners are available at samanthaedis.com slash planner, pilot planner. But if you go to my website, samanthaedis.com, there's a whole section for the planners. Um, oh. And you can buy them there and they ship right away. And then we also, um, I put out a, a weekly newsletter with tons of work-life um, wellness tips and links to my four favorite articles of the week. And you can sign up for the free newsletter also at samanthaedits.com. Oh, cool. Yeah, I actually get your newsletter and I love it. I don't I don't have time to read many because um, that's one of the things that makes me feel guilty, <laughs> even though I get such great <laughs> tips. But um, but I do read yours because yours are like over the top the best. Um, Thank you. So, that's so nice. Thank you. No, it's so true. I just um, I so admire everything that you do and have done. And um, and now that I know that we're like. Uh, you are such a love of tennis, at least at one point, I feel even a little closer to you. <laughs> I know that's crazy, but um, but it is. And I'm definitely dragging you down to play beach tennis. Um, I can't if wait. If you could give people in 30 seconds, like one tip to go home with, what would that be? Oh, well, the change you want to make in your life can literally start next minute. You should not wait. There was just really quickly, I'll tell you the story. There was a woman who followed me out of a mom class, and she said, when my youngest daughter is in kindergarten, I'm going to start a blog. And I said to her, start tomorrow. I promise you, you will thank me. And within two years, she had not only a really successful blog, but she was on a TLC show, and her youngest wasn't even in kindergarten yet. And I just love that story because we all could do whatever it is right now. We don't have to wait. Have a difficult conversation tonight. Do what you want to do starting tomorrow. It's really, really not about waiting. It isn't. You're so right. It's. I mean, I really do believe, like I, I called the show Have It All because I believe we can have it. I think that all these tips can get us a little bit closer. Thank you so, so much, Samantha. I can't, I I mean, I know you're so busy and I I just feel so blessed that you took the time to talk to us today. Oh, I love your show. Thank you so much for having me, Devin. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.